Welcome to Ask the $50 Billion Man with high-performance executive success coach, Dan Pena. The only show where you ask and you get complete, no-holds-barred answers. Head on to www.askthe50billiondollarman.com to submit your questions. And now, your host, Dan Pena. Hi. We're continuing to get more questions. Uh, we're continuing to get questions in on the toll-free number. So keep them coming. Uh, let's get started. But one of the uh, underlying questions that I keep getting over and over again that I'm going to start this podcast with is uh, what differentiates the uh, mentees uh, and the most successful mentees that I have. Mentees defined by people that I've mentored uh, and, uh, and as I've said on a number of times that I only work with people that have gone through the council training. People ask me, why do you do that, Dan? Because it's so restrictive, because it's expensive. Obviously, we have the PPP, Penny Payment Plan. We also have students that come in at, at a reduced price. But the reason I want to see the commitment and the, the, the level of sacrifice that you're willing to make. If you're not willing to make that, you know, then uh, the, the odds are uh, much greater that you're going to have a harder time succeeding. But of the successful mentees, um, discipline, following the training, and commitment. And I think I said in the last uh, podcast or this podcast before that, just fucking doing it and not thinking about it. As long as it's legal, moral, and ethical. Um, okay, I have a big challenge. Uh, Dan, I have a big challenge which uh, wastes a lot of my time. It's hard for me to fall asleep at night. <clears throat> uh, it takes me like two hours, three hours if I'm uh, really very, very tired. It will take up to 75 to 90 minutes uh, to fall asleep. Um, I just can't stop thinking. I go, uh, I got no idea how to solve this. I'll try meditating, though during this time I get most of my ideas. So maybe uh, it's not a bad thing. What do you think? Well, uh, I, I don't suffer from that. I uh, occasionally wake up and I have a little notepad that I write things down with an idea, uh, but uh, I'm, I'm not suggesting that you have a drink, I'm not suggesting that you take drugs to sleep. Uh, I know when I'm going from time zone to time zone, I take melatonin. Melatonin enhances sleep and it's not, it's not uh, it doesn't, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's, it's not like uh, you're gonna be, become an addict from taking melatonin. But uh, I've never tried meditation. I've never had to because I have no trouble sleeping. But meditation may be the thing. But it's not a bad idea. It's not. Uh, it's not a bad thing, I should say, to have so many ideas you can't sleep. I, you're not the only one. That means your mind's working. Um, okay, release your What you know? I again, I, I keep getting questions about release your breaks and my mentor Jim Newman. Uh, I, I think I might have even ended uh, uh, a podcast with that question, what has Jim Newman meant to me? But uh, the idea behind Release Your Breaks is we go through life with a lot of breaks on, meaning like emergency breaks on. For most of you, you have, you're not old enough to know that you, could used to, you used to be able to drive a car with emergency brakes on. And then you realize that the emergency brakes were on, so then you release the brakes and the car surged. 
Well, when the emergency brakes were on, now automatically, as soon as you put it in drive, the brakes go off. But when you had the emergency brakes on, it's bad for the tires, it's bad for the differential, it's bad for the uh, universal, it's bad for uh, uh, the engine, it's bad for everything. And most of us go through life with our emergency brakes on because we're, we're not being all we can be, as Joe Batten, my former uh, business partner and mentor to Ross Perot used to say. I mean, read, release your brakes, believe me. You'll, you'll be happy you did. Um, I'm, I'm giving serious thought of opening up a line of credit with a bank, or more than one, uh, in case things go south during the rapid growth. Uh, what do you think? Does everybody need a line of credit? The answer is yes. We all need an overdraft or line of credit, even if we don't use it. And why do we need it? Because there'll be an asset. You never know what's going to happen. There may be an asset that comes available that you can buy, that you, if you just write a check, that you can get, you can take advantage of the opportunity. There may be a low-hanging food, a project uh, that you have to fund. Uh, yes, line of credit uh, are mandatory overdrafts that are called in Europe. Um, what is the particular lingo? You currently uh, bank at XYZ, but you're looking for full service. Oh, when you're interviewing the banks, he's asking what's the, 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 the jargon you use. And when you go to interview banks and you're interviewing three, four, five, six banks, you let them know that you're interviewing banks and the words that you use. Um, currently, we're looking for a full service relationship with the bank. Currently, we only have a deposit relationship. We deposit money and they give us service sometimes. We want a full relationship bank. We want lower rates for the uh, directors on mortgages. We want credit cards. We want personal loans. We want personal overdrafts. We want company overdrafts. You want to make sure that they understand that it's a full gamut of uh, services that you're requiring. And then you're going to look for, and once we ha feel that there's chemistry going back and forth, then we can start a banking relationship. Um, no, and, 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 and you don't need to deposit $50,000 or 50,000 euros or whatever, any amount to ask for an overdraft. You have to have a banking relationship before you can get an overdraft or a, a line of credit. You need some sort of banking relationship. They're not just going to not give you one off, off the, uh, out of the blue. Although now with credit cards, I mean, you can get 5, 10, 20, 25,000 uh, uh, euros, dollars uh, on credit cards, depending on your credit. Uh, so, I mean, most people use their credit cards as their first line of uh, overdraft or uh, letter of credit, or not, excuse me, line of credit or overdraft. Yes, you can draw, open a overdraft and not use it. You're going to be charged a fee to open up the overdraft or line of credit, believe me. One point or half a point or something. Um, other tips, other tips are that you should have at least one possibly two or three. But again, you interview the banks, you find out where the best deal you can get. <clears throat> Sometimes I feel lonely. Uh, but you said not to fall in love. This is from one of my young mentees. So reject all the girls that invite me to hang out together. If you knew how good looking they are here, uh, you know how hard this is. Any comments on this? Where do you think I should start looking? When do you think I should start looking for a girlfriend? Well, um, I don't think you should start looking for a girlfriend. I think you should stay focused. Uh, you know, life happens, shit happens, and uh, you, you know, we all fall in love, and, uh, and in this particular kid's case, uh, <clears throat> he's young, he'll be smitten, he'll, it'll, it'll be puppy love the first time out. Sometimes it's not puppy love, uh, but it is lonely at the top, 
And there's a slide I use in the seminar towards the end of the seminar from about 2000. A lady CEO uh, is on the front page of uh, Playboy, I think it is, wearing uh, uh, underwear. And she's a CEO of a big company, very pretty woman. And she says it's lonely at the top because she has eliminated all the doofuses of her life. She's eliminated all the negative baggage out of her life. And so it's lonely. And it can be lonely. Um, but are you willing to make a sacrifice? Most people aren't. If you're willing, you know, pay the price to action, then you do it. Um, do you have what it takes to do what I did? Okay, the question is, do you, the person asking the question, have what it takes to do what Dan did? Um, and um, you never know. Um, but no one does know initially, up front. You have to try, you have to swing at the plate. You have to, you know, take risk. You have to uh, be willing to sacrifice. You have to be willing to make commitment. Um, and just fucking do it. I keep saying that. I mean, it's, it's simplistic. It sounds like I'm, uh, you know, uh, I'm not, I haven't thought the question to you, but that's not the point at all. The point is, after 21 years of coaching and after almost 45 years of doing this myself and being a high-performance person in six decades, I realize you just got to fucking do it. Some of the training that I got, all the training I got in the military, uh, was priceless. But the one thing that I learned uh, the most, and I think I may have commented on a podcast previously, uh, Fred Smith had a similar background that I did. He was a Marine officer, a young Marine officer. Uh, and he said, when I realized that the mistakes I made in business, the collateral damage was, oh, we lost some money, we lost the contract, we lost this, and we didn't lose any limbs or lives, I found that it was easy to make decisions. Well, I have a, a, a similar thought process. You also learn to make decisions quickly because decisions that you take time cost lives. Now, I realize not all of you, you know, very few of you have military background like I just described, but um, you, you realize that uh, most of the decisions that we fret over aren't a fart in the wind in the cosmos of time. Um, is uh, BDO, which is a big accounting firm, good enough to be uh, one of the big four? No, it's not one of the big four. I think they're number five or six. But they are good enough to be your accounting firm uh, uh, that will advise your dream team. Uh, when I started, they were the big eight, then the big seven, then the big six, then the big five, then the big four. Um, but uh, any of the top ten accounting firms are, 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 will do in advising you. Uh, what exactly will I say to the Dream Team members? Worries um, members worries me, especially Dream Team target list on the high level. I am nervous about not knowing exactly uh, what business will be our focus or what focus will be our business. Should I focus on these top names first and practice on the others before? I told you practice on the people that you don't think are going to say yes. Uh, but they're gonna, you're going to sell them on your dream, your passion, your enthusiasm. I can assure you, Mikey the Pizza Boy didn't know what the fuck he was going to do when he was out, you know, uh, searching for money. Uh, he gave them. It's going to be based on me and my my enthusiasm. Uh, in the book, you talk about purchasing a company out of cash flow. Health company owner, uh, healthy company owner, carry back bank finance. Uh, this will be good focus for the first and the subsequent acquisitions. Should it should be easier to do than dealing with the problems of walking wounded. 
Plus, everyone understands this. Should the new company uh, name be outrageous, such as Oil Kings, or uh, does that even matter in today's world? Consider billionaire Harold so-and-so, uh, Continental Resources, big names, but not in, the, in your face. Well, as I tell the story of uh, Lucinda Burke, uh, who was one of my great mentees in the 90s, she came up with a name called Anacot, uh, and she named it after the famous corporate raider in the movie uh, Wall Street uh, with uh, Mike Douglas. Uh, name recognition is important. important. Uh, I named mine Great Western Resources because it was named after the uh, uh, most successful railroad initially the most successful railroad in the UK. But they all told me that I couldn't use that name because it was also the biggest bankruptcy in the history of the UK. But I, I thought that the, most people only remember it because there's still things called Great Western in the UK, and so I used it for name recognition. Um, some vendor carryback deals are available, but industry says that they are overpaid. Should I care about the price as long as cash flow supports debt uh, and overhead? <clears throat> Be more concerned about getting the first deal done. I'm not telling you to overpay, but it's okay to overpay a little. I'm sure all the acquisitions I made, I didn't pay the right price, but I paid the price to get the deal done. And the most important thing for you is to get the deal done, your first deal. As Henry Ford said a long, long time ago, that's the first Henry Ford, initial Henry Ford, you know, you don't want to talk about stuff that you're going to do. You want to be able to say that I did it. So get your first deal done. As long as it's legal, moral, and ethical, just get it done. Okay, I, I, I've said this, I can't say it in any more uncertain terms, or certain terms, excuse me. Get your first deal done. Get your mentor, get your board of directors, get your advisors, your accountant, your lawyers, or, or other specialty advisors like petroleum engineering firm, etc. if you're in the oil and gas business. But get that done. It's not that hard. That doesn't cost any money. It costs a bunch of meetings, it costs a bunch of time, and it costs a bunch of commitment. But get it done. I can't say that, you know, don't fucking think about it so much. Most of you watching this goddamn thing think about shit too much. Just take action. I mean, or as I say, just take fucking action. So, um, I think that's a good place to end it today. Um, and I just, I want to emphasize that these are one man's opinion, okay? You need to um, go to your own individual advisors because the questions in this short podcast today, you're only giving me partial information. So I'm giving you my answers based on your partial information. So you never tell me 100%. The only, the only time I ever get close to 100% is when I'm actually your mentor and I drill down and I ask you a lot of questions. But I'm here to push, pull, beat you across the goal line. So keep listening to these damn podcasts. Look at all my free content on my website. Go get all uh, my uh, QLA product that I used to sell on Torrent. Read the ebook in conjunction with your first hundred million, uh, and uh, you'll succeed. You'll succeed beyond your wildest expectations and think. And, and think big, be big, and do big. God bless. Peace.
This is AskThe50BillionDollarMan.com's official disclaimer. Comments, questions, and remarks made during any part of this podcast are intended to generate discussion and reflection, but are not legal, accounting, tax, investment, appraisal, medical, or other professional advice or instructions, or factual reporting, all of which are expressly disclaimed. Remember, investigate before you invest. We can't do that for you. You are solely responsible for your investigation, analysis, and decisions made with your independent professional advisors, familiar with your specific and verified facts, and current applicable laws and regulations. Reliance on this podcast, its contents, or its participants for any personal or business decision, including, but not limited to, legal, investment, or other financial decisions, is disclaimed. No comment, question, or remark, or other content shall be, or be construed, as an express or implied promise, undertaking contract or agreement, or a waiver of any part of this disclaimer, or applicable laws. The owners and distributors disclaim any obligation to supplement, correct, or modify the content of any podcast. No content shall be deemed to encourage evasion or disobedience of any law, or the submission to jurisdiction in any country. Reliance upon any facts assumed to be true for the podcast is disclaimed. Persons or entities referred to are fictional, and no depiction or reference to any person or entity is intended. Any seeming resemblance to an actual person or entity is entirely coincidental. All content is copyrighted and may not be used without written permission from Dan S. Pena, Sr.